Here we go with what part of the game is that? Before we get started, I would like to make a shout out to all of the media and the radio stations and the professionals out there that actually gave a tribute to the people of black history during Black History Month. I've always been intrigued by the things that I learned from the people that discover things and we take for granted and use on a daily basis and don't even realize that a lot of these things were actually created by black people or people of color. So I want to get started now that I gave my shout out to that. I want to get started with the doctors, the hospitals, the specialists. So let's go. Don't start crying now. You knew your turn was going to come. You knew we were going to come in this direction sooner or later. So don't start crying now. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about your children. I'm talking about the doctors. I'm talking about the professionals. I'm talking about the hospitals. I like to know how much trust do we have in these people and in the hospitals. I want you to think about it when we go through this podcast, this episode. Do you trust hospitals 100% with your life? 75% with your life? 50%? Just want you to think about it. Now, understand, by all, by all means, hospitals have saved my life. So don't get it twisted. However, sometimes I wonder how much trust do I have in these hospitals, especially after my recent experience with my endocrinologist. Let me tell you about this. So I've been going to see my endocrinologist for roughly 20-some-odd years now. The only one I've had since I've had my thyroid removed, which was a subtotal thyroidectomy. I trust her. She's been guiding me for the past 20-some-odd years. So it comes a time when just recently I had to update my physical you know I have to do my physical every year make sure everything is good and I went to contact the pharmacist to get a prescription well the pharmacist could not give me a prescription because my physical was overdue it was like I don't know 13 months 14 months overdue and it was time for my physical so before I can get another prescription my obviously my uh, physical must be taken. So I contact my endocrinologist to schedule an appointment for my physical. 
Little do you know, after 20 some odd years, my endocrinologist no longer works for the hospital. And I'm sitting here scratching my head and I'm trying to figure out, but wait a minute. (laughs) Nobody told me. Nobody sent me a memo. And you know, these hospitals, they have something called, what is this thing called? Let me look it up. It's called uh, uh, My Health, uh, something like this. Let me see what this thing is called. And this this, uh, app allows communication between your doctor and yourself. So if at any point you needed to contact your doctor, you can access this app and send a message directly to your doctor and eventually she will respond or he will respond. It's called My My Chart. So now I'm going back and forth with the hospital. I'm like, well, how come you guys never told me this? There is no message in my my chart system that says that my endocrinologist will no longer be serving me or no longer existing. You know, in my case, you know, it's a serious issue. They tell me, you know, it's a matter of life and death. I must take my medication on a regular basis. Yes, I understand things happen in life. You know what I mean? I mean, somebody could get sick themselves. Somebody could uh, move on to a different career. Someone can pass away. You know, I understand that. But with all things considered, if this endocrinologist is responsible for 100, 200, 150, 300 patients, if she no longer works there for whatever reason, It's somebody's responsibility, whether it be hers or the hospital, to contact her patients and let her or his patients know that there will be a change within doctors. You will no longer be seeing this doctor and move on to the next doctor. Don't wait until a patient is it's time for the patient to renew his medication. And then come find out he doesn't even have a doctor anymore. Something was wrong with that. I felt uneasy with that. And first thing came to my mind was, what part of the game is that? You're not going to inform your patients that the doctor that you thought you had no longer is around is no longer around. What part of the game is that? What about this My Chart app when where all my information is there and me and my doctor's been communicating back and forth with each other? Is it possible to send out one blast to all your patients and let them know that you will no longer be servicing them? Okay, God forbid my endocrinologist passed away, but somebody should have taken the initiative to contact the patients and let them know that there will be a change in doctor. It wasn't until I was out of medication and I'm sitting here waiting to get my new prescription that I found out that my my doctor is no longer around and some other doctor that I never even heard of is now my doctor. What part of the game is this? 
this is what I don't understand. I had to go through an additional month without medication because I had to go through the procedure of finding out first who my doctor was, how I was going to get this test done, then going to a primary care doctor and scheduling an appointment that took two to three weeks for her, and then going through my physical and then getting my prescription filled. What part of the game was that? What if I didn't have three months on my lifeline to spare? How much trust do we have in this medical system and the doctors? I'm not saying that they ain't no good and we can't trust them. No, don't get it twisted. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying. With that level of education and that level of responsibility. Certain things must be taken into consideration and certain things must be done certain things it's unexcusable to not deal with or not handle especially dealing with your patients medication that was one experience that I had just recently and um, there was another experience that I had I remember I was in the hospital and a nurse comes in. Of course, I was never fond of needles. But, uh, you know, I learned to man up over the years. You know what I mean? And uh, I give some of these children a lot of props because I've seen some children take a needle and not flinch. And I'm like, oh, good job. But this one nurse came into the room and said to me, she says, oh, so how are you with needles? I responded, Oh, I'm great, as long as they know what they're doing. Now, mind you, I've never had an issue with a nurse taking my blood. However, a light went off when this nurse says, how are you with needles? Because I never had a nurse ask me that before. They just went on in and took the blood and kept it moving. So anyway... This nurse proceeds to take the blood. She looked like she knows what she's doing. Hence, look like. So I'm sitting there. She goes in on him. She goes in on it, and uh, she starts taking the blood, and I don't know. She started wiggling the needle, and now I'm starting to feel a little uncomfortable. And then all of a sudden, she pulls the needle back out, and that's when all hell broke loose. My blood started shooting up in the air, and I'm like, oh, my God. And I turned my head. Then I seen nurses pass by the window, by the door, and I'm motioning with my other hand, like, look at this, help, look at this. And nobody came to my rescue, and she's standing there, and she's taking it out and putting it back in and taking it out. Oh, my God. I thought at that moment, <laughs> call it what you want, but I, I thought at that moment I was about to faint. I was wondering what's going to happen next. Anyway, she finally gets her stuff together, and I was so glad I got past that. You know, I understand there are trainers and trainees and that sort of thing, but I don't know. You know, something is wrong with it if you just can't go in there and get that blood and come out without, you know, creating a scene. <laughs> okay, you know, 
there was a another situation. Uh, very, very, very good friend of mine. Matter of fact, this woman, we were extremely close, and um, she went through a situation one time where I don't know, I forgot what the issue was, but she went to the hospital to get something checked, and they told us she had cancer. Now, this cancer, it was, it wasn't breast cancer, it was cancer somewhere else. I think it was like around her neck. I'm not sure. I forgot exactly where it was, but here's what I do remember. After she went for several tests, she was finally uh, sent over to uh, a cancer hospital where there's a name for the, the doctor responsible for cancer. I can't think of it off the top of my head, but you guys know what I'm talking about. And uh, she goes to see this cancer doctor, and eventually they prescribe her four doses of chemo. And so uh, she starts this chemo treatment, and when she gets to around the second dose, which is uh, the second visit on this thing, all of a sudden, she's unable to walk. Now I'm starting to worry, starting to get a little nervous. Every day I have to stick by her because she can't walk without assistance. And I'm like, something is not right. Fingernails was turning black, all kind of stuff. And I'm like, oh, man, it must be something to do with that chemo. So I told her, no, I'm not a doctor, but I told her, I said, listen, it must be something to do with that chemo, and this is not looking good. Maybe you should uh, back down off of that chemo or something because uh, this is not good. And this, the cancer that she was fighting was, well, I was going to say small cancer, but, you know, cancer can grow, so I'm not sure how to categorize it, but it wasn't one of those types of cancer where she had to get a head shaved and and or a life-threatening type of cancer. Well, I guess all cancer could be life-threatening at some point, but it wasn't illustrated to us that it was a life-threatening type of cancer. So with that being said... I turn around and I says, uh, we got to go back and uh, talk to this doctor. So we go, we talk to the doctor, and I'm sitting in the room with them, and I say, Doc, well, maybe it's the chemo. And the doctor immediately jumps up and was like, no, it's not the chemo. I guess she felt offended some sort of way because she's the one that prescribed the chemo. And uh, she immediately starts to defend her dosage. And she says, no, nah, if it was the chemo, it would have been, uh, she would have reacted to it a lot sooner than that, blah, 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 blah. So they go on. The doctor goes on with her little uh, 
physical or research or whatever she does. And then the bottom line is she eventually comes back with her solution, and her solution is to take her off of chemo. What part of the game is that? Doc, isn't that what I said earlier? Maybe it's the chemo. Isn't that what you just got finished defending? Oh, no, no, nothing's wrong with the chemo. And now your solution is to take her off of the chemo? What part of the game is that? Now I'm starting to wonder, do you even know what you're doing here? Are we playing guessing games? What, what's going on? This is not, this is not right. It's not supposed to go down like this. You're the one with the education. You're the one with the title of doctor. Okay? What part of the game is that? How much trust do we have in these doctors and hospitals, etc.? Well... There was another situation, and uh, this happened maybe five, seven, eight years later, because after she was taken off of the chemo, she was great, health came back, the dark fingers disappeared, she was able to walk again. Well, anyway, five, seven, eight years later, one day, she was not feeling well, and uh, we was out. We had a great time, and then all of a sudden, I'm sitting in the car. She's upstairs in the apartment, and I get a call, and then I'm hearing, and I'm like, what is that? And I look at the phone, and all of a sudden, I see it's her, and I couldn't understand a word she was saying. I flew in the house and ran upstairs. She was... Uh, I think it was uh, choking on her own blood. Something was going on. I'm like, oh, my goodness. So now we go back and forth to the hospital two or three times, and every time she come home, she was, uh, the episode would start again. But no doctor actually told us what the result was and why. And I'm like, well, they was making up things. Each doctor had a different analogy of why this was happening and one doctor even asked well maybe she was eating too fast or something like that doc no she wasn't eating this was four in the morning this episode happened blah 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 <sighs> so finally i get we get to the third doctor third hospital and i said to the doctor I said listen doc every time we go home the episode starts again can you at least do me a favor and just take her in, let her heal for a week. Because when she come home, going up the stairs or down the stairs or going out to the store, it must irritate something and causes the episodes to start again. So surprisingly enough, the doctor did take her into the hospital. She stayed in for one week. Every day I was up there to visit her. And eventually, when she was finally released, that episode stopped. And it didn't happen again. 
And uh, I was thankful for that. But again, three hospitals, and it wasn't until I made a suggestion to take her in, let her rest for a while, because she's not able to do that at home. If she's on at home, she's going to get up and she's going to do what she wants to do. Why didn't a doctor suggest that? What part of the game is that? Why didn't a doctor suggest that? I'm not a doctor, but yeah, I'm seeing firsthand what's going on, but I'm saying, how much trust do we have in these hospitals? You got a loved one in the hospital and, you know, they're going through something. I'm only suggesting is to stay on top of them. Be aware of what's going on. These are our loved ones. You know what I mean? Be aware. That's all. We have another situation where a good friend of mine she was going through pneumonia. And uh, she already had some physical issues. And then on top of that, she had to deal with the pneumonia. Well, there was this one time she went through something, pneumonia. And pneumonia... The symptoms were very similar to COVID. And they put her inside the COVID ward. Eventually, she caught COVID. Now, at a, in her 80s, she was battling COVID and pneumonia. You know, I blame the hospital. I mean, come on, guys. Y'all supposed to know what it is you're doing. What part of the game is that? How do you misdiagnose someone? Do you know what you're doing or don't? What happens you come across situations you don't know what you're doing or you experience something that's New and unusual, I'm not saying it can't happen, but what do you do? Do you play guessing games? What part of the game is that? She eventually succumbed to, uh, God bless her, to the pneumonia and COVID. Beautiful woman. And I miss her a lot. Next, I was on a bus and uh, engaged in a conversation. I says, uh, you know, I'm open and frank. And I says, hey, doc, how you doing? He says, hey, pretty good. I said, you are a, doc, a doctor, aren't you? He said, oh, yes, I, I am. And I just took a shot, you know, because he was wearing a scrub, so... I mean, could have been a nurse or whatever, but I took a shot at it. So I says, um, I want to ask you a question, Doc. 
is it professional for a doctor or a nurse to walk the streets in their scrubs? Now, mind you, he has his scrubs on right now. I wanted to see how he was just going to justify this. Well, obviously, he fumbled around with a few words. I actually forgot what his answer was, but I tell you something. Personally, I believe you should not be walking the street in your scrubs. Okay, what part of the game is that? Okay, congratulations. You are successful in your field. You became a doctor or nurse or whatever it is, but come on, you send a certain signal, a certain message of carelessness when you're walking around the street in your scrubs. How do I know you ain't coming off the street when you walk into my into my room in the hospital with your scrubs on? How do I know you didn't just hop out of a cab, which many people might have been in that cab that day with your scrubs on? I'm just saying, what part of the game is that? Don't wear your scrubs on the street. They're not for the street. They're designed for in the hospital, and that's where they should be worn. I've even seen one time nurses during the height of this pandemic walking around in PPE gear, head to toe, look like an astronaut. I'm like, yo, what part of the game is that? What You can't be walking around with that. I don't know what, you know, you're getting on a bus with people with that. What, what are you doing? I know we were all trying to be careful, but you know what? If you're the nurse and you're walking around with this outfit on that looks like you're an astronaut, well, maybe we all should have one of those. I don't know. Well, you know, what part of the game is this right now? Are you about to be the lone survivor through this pandemic? I don't know. I just know that something don't look right with you walking around the street in this PPE uh, astronaut outfit on and it just doesn't look right well folks that's it for this session the doctors the hospitals and the specialists this is your host OG Goat signing out